You're listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. We are back, y'all. I know I've been gone for a while, like a good little while. I feel like it's been a couple months, Um, but hey, look, we're back and we're switching things up just a little bit, just a tinksy winksy bit. I was thinking, look, so you all are sending in letters, of course, to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. Yes, we're still doing that. But also, you can send in topics. If you don't have like a full letter and you just want to ask a question or you want me to touch base on a topic or if there's a story in the Bible that you aren't really sure of and you maybe you want me to touch base on, we could do that too because I've been releasing these episodes on Wednesdays and so we could still do a Bible study. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to the people close to me who gave me that idea because (laughs) y'all know I needed it. I love hearing ideas. So even if you have any ideas for this podcast and you're listening and have not reached out, let me know. Let me know what you think and I will highly consider new ideas. But yeah, that's that's just a little a little thought out there. Um, but I'm super excited to be back um, upon popular demand. Shout out to you all for just consistently showing up and showing support and sending me so much love and great feedback for my podcast. So yeah, without further ado, we are getting into episode number 11. And I haven't thought of a title yet, but... I'm sure that by the end of this episode, I would have come up with something. (laughs) So let's get into it. Okay, so this letter reads, hello, your number one fan once again. So this person has actually sent in a letter before, but what happened was I did not respond to that letter and I ended up clicking on this letter and responding to it first. So we're going to start with this one and that's probably why like, Yeah. Anyways, it says, hello, your number one fan. Once again, I did have one more question for you. I know since you are such a pillar in the church, what guided you to stay on the path of God? Was it fear? Like the stories they used to tell us as kids that if you did something wrong, you would go to hell? Was it the pressure from your family and your loved ones? Or was it personally your choice to follow the word due to personal experiences? First, we're going to start off with first question which was was it fear and so I will say that when I was a lot younger in elementary school early middle school back when I was being taught the word if that makes sense like someone was only telling me the word I was not going out and learning it on my own that was around the time where I did have a lot of fear Especially when I was getting up in age, I'll say like middle, mid-ish of middle school is when I started to have like this like real fear of not being perfect and needing to be perfect. And that if I did something wrong, I'd go to hell or God would bless me less. For instance, masturbation, having sex, if I stole something, if I lied or honestly, if I read something in the Bible and I... I would get scared and obsess over it. I would feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not living my life right. Like I'm not perfect. And if I wasn't being exactly what the Bible said was righteous, which I didn't even know what righteous meant. I really thought that righteous meant perfection. That's kind of what I would obsess over is being perfect. So 
yeah, these were things where I was like, okay, if I don't do this, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin my chances of, of God seeing me and being proud, right? But when I was around like 13, so 13 is around the time that I started to really, really like get scared and be like, oh my goodness, I need to be perfect. But it was also the time in my life where I was like, I'm going to start reading for myself. And I realized sometimes when you hear things in someone else's voice, it doesn't always like register or hit like when you hear it in your own voice. So I would have praise and worship breaks at home and just cry because of how the songs made me feel. And I never felt bad and I felt relieved and, and just hopeful when I would hear those songs. And I was like, this is probably what it's supposed to feel like when God is present. And when I'm speaking to God and when I'm worshiping God, I should not feel fear. I should not um, cry because I'm I'm scrutinizing myself or whatever it is like I should feel joy I should feel hope I should feel relieved because I know that I'm blessed every day that I'm here you know and so this led to me beginning my journey with God outside of the church and my parents and of course originally I was introduced to God through my parents but what I did with what I knew was up to me. So I mentioned before in a previous podcast, this was episode number seven. If you haven't heard episode number seven, go and listen to episode number seven. Thank you. Um, but I loved that my parents did not force anything on me. So I was able to see things for myself. I used to and still kind of get in trouble for being strong-willed and boisterous with my parents. And I'm even quick to tell them when they're wrong because of the knowledge and the wisdom I obtained on my own. And even though I know it gets on their nerves, it's also something that I get commended for by them at the same time. It's like, don't use it against me. But at the same time, good job, you know? <laughs> Your second question says, what is... Was it the pressure from your family and your loved ones? I did receive a lot of pressure once I started to boldly express my love for God from loved ones and peers. So not really my family, but it was more so like my friends or just people that I was going to school with and things of that nature. They kind of were the ones putting the pressure on me. So if I said a curse word or if I went to a party or if I did anything that did not seem like I was holier than thou and that I was not this perfect Christian girl, people would judge me so hard. So for a while, there was this fixation on trying to be the most holy person I knew. And that to me meant perfection and it meant that God would love me most or better. But when you know the word, you know better. And in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, it says God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Grace means unmerited favor of God. So that's an unmerited means not deserved. So God saved you by his grace. He saved you by his favor that you did not necessarily deserve, but he gave to you. He gave you salvation. He gave you Jesus. He gave you 
a reason again. He gave you a purpose again. And knowing that, I was like, okay, so clearly these people don't know any better and they lack more knowledge to the stories, if that makes sense. And I then realized that to be righteous did not mean to be perfect, but it was to be morally right. It was to be a high-minded person. And I considered myself to be a high-minded person. Then I would get scrutiny from other denominations, like um, kids that went to my school that were of other denominations or even non-believers. And I sometimes got frustrated because I felt like I didn't know enough to argue correctly. And that, if y'all know me, I was on the debate team um, when I was in high school. And so I love to argue with facts. And if I feel like I don't actually know the facts, I don't like to argue about it. Um, But now, I mean, I'm an adult. So I really don't even argue with people in general because I don't have time for that. I don't have time to argue with you something that is keeping me morally sane, that is keeping me spiritually balanced, that is keeping me at peace. Like, if you don't like it, that is okay with you. But for me, I've already built this relationship. So there's nothing that you can do or say that'll change my mind because there is nothing wrong in what I'm doing. I am not... whatever person hurt you that was a Christian that made you feel like all Christians were horrible people that they were all um so judgmental and whatnot like judgmental has never been an adjective used to describe me ever so it's like you feel this way about an entire body of people but I do not represent that entire body of people. I represent the relationship that I have in my Christian beliefs with my God. And that's how I'm going to move. That's how I'm going to believe. And so long as I'm in my own space and I am loving on God out loud, whoever has a problem with it can remove themselves from my space they can remove themselves from the situation you don't have to listen to me you don't have to watch me you don't have to kick it with me you don't have to do anything in regards to me but I'm not going to change these things just because you feel like all Christian people are one way or that the Christian religion is is all one way and this that and the other like I don't know i just used to get tired of it so of course I'd argue but like I said nowadays I'm not in a mood and I'm not in a space to be arguing with anyone or trying to prove anyone wrong or right hey if you have your opinion I listen and after that we gonna move forward if you want to know a little bit more from my perspective I'll let you know but other than that like nah we could save that for your own time and if you have any issues you could take it up with God and you can come back and let me know what he told you all right good anyways um but in my own personal relationship I would see things happen that were unbelievable and just know it was God and it's like for the first time when I had fasted the revelation that I received was like oh my goodness like if this ain't God I don't know who it is and it's like I cannot describe to you 
the the feeling or what I saw or even what I heard and people are like how do you hear from God like God is not a person like what what did you hear what did the voice sound like and it's like I it's almost like and again like it's hard to put into words because if you don't get it you don't get it but it it was almost like a feeling attached to words so it's not like God was necessarily speaking English to me, but because English is my primary language, that was how I was able to translate what was being said. But it was like a feeling and the feeling went with words. And I knew it was God. That's kind of how it was. So yeah, I don't I don't know. That's the best way for me to describe it. But when I had fasted for the first time and I received the revelation, I was like, oh, my goodness, like this is God. And the first time that I sowed a seed into my church with the intentions to seek God for a revelation, I was like, yeah, this 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 is it. This is what I've been looking for. This is why I do what I do, because, wow, you know, this is supernatural, literally. And honestly, listening after prayer and just doing what I heard and feeling God's presence, it was like nothing that anyone could describe to me. And no one no one could convince me that it was not him, that I wasn't hearing from God. It's just the way things were lining up, the way I was hearing things, the way that I was only getting this feeling when I was doing certain things or when I was hearing certain things or when I was in a certain season of my life. And how I was able to get out of it, it's like, come on now, like, I don't, that coincidental stuff is not what's going on right now. Like, this is pure intentions. This is happening for a reason. This is God. I took joy in reading Bible stories and scriptures. I started doing these Bible plans in high school once I got a little iPhone or whatever. And um, I downloaded the Bible app. And anything that I was going through in life, I would just type in the keyword of what it was, depression or um, uncertainty, or I'd be looking for, uh, I don't know, like uh, devotionals for young teenage women or people waiting until marriage. Like I would, I would just look up little things like that, uh, that pertain to my situation when things were getting a little hard for me. And... God would just show up. I am now so secure in my relationship with him because I understand that it's not supposed to be easy. And that's another thing that people would throw into my face. Well, if you're a Christian and and God is supposed to do all these great things for you, then how come bad stuff still happens to you? How come you're still having to go through this? How come you don't know everything? How come you're not the smartest person? How come this? How come that? And when you're young and people are saying this to you or even you don't even have to be young in age. You could be young spiritually and, and mentally like you don't know much. So therefore, when people throw these things at you, you start to question God like, dang, how come I'm not all knowing? How come I'm not all these things? And it's like, well, for one, I am not God. So I cannot expect to just be born with all this wisdom and knowledge and understanding, like that's, you know, not really how it works. But Romans chapter eight, verse 16, it says for his spirit joins with our spirit 
to affirm that we are God's children. And this is verse 17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, which is his magnificence, we must also share his suffering. See, people don't want to acknowledge that part. And that's why I had to get into verse 17. Because if you just read Romans eight sixteen, you just hear, for a spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Okay, we're God's children. Cool. You get into verse 17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. Oh my goodness. Yay, we're God's heirs. We're gonna, we gonna be that girl. We gonna be that guy, right? In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Oh my goodness, God's glory. You mean, you mean we get to share God's glory, his magnificence? Like, wow, amazing. Okay, but then there's a comma. We must also share his suffering. Oh, okay, that part. So that's why you still have to go through things. But also, when you go through things and you actually grow through those things, there are certain things that you go through that you just, goodness gracious, it really builds up character. But it also builds up your spirit, man, which is what I'm all about is building up myself spiritually because I want my spirit to be so strong and so grounded and rooted in the word that my soul gets it, that my body gets it. Because so long as I'm walking on earth, my body is what you see, but my spirit is what I want to feel. Your soul is constantly being pulled either which way. By the flesh or by the spirit. But I want for everything to be in tune. And that don't mean that it's always going to be perfect. And that does not mean that my journey with God has been perfect either. But there are certain things that I was like, look, God, I want this for myself. And if I have to wait, I will wait. I don't care how long it takes. I will wait. Because I've seen what not waiting does, you know, like I, I will wait if you if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it. But when it's time to do it, let it be so peaceful in my heart and in my mind that I have zero regrets. And that's just kind of how I would speak and how I would talk to God. And just again, like because I was reading the Bible for myself and seeing scriptures for myself, I was understanding things better. And again, I don't have to argue with nobody, but I've read it. I know what it, how it made me feel. I know how it was interpreted and everyone's interpretation is not always correct. And some people pick little bits and pieces and only fixate on that. But baby, I'm going to read the whole story and I don't care if it's going to take me five months to finish reading a book in the Bible. If I have a question and someone gives me an answer and I have not seen it for myself and I or I have not yet heard from God myself, then I'm going to go and I'm going to look for it and I'm going to find it out. And that's just that's kind of how I've been able to grow that bond with God. That's how I've been able to personalize my relationship with him. And that's also the reason why scrutiny and people being judgmental or people, you know, kind of mocking how boldly 
I worship. It don't faze me no more. I'm happy. Like, I'm truly happy to know that what I'm doing is because I built this by myself with God. I continued on this relationship in this journey because I wanted to know him on my own. And so, yeah, it's like it's it's a proud feeling. And so it it started off as fear, but it became real personal and real great when it was just me and him figuring it out, you know. But also, I no longer want to argue with people to show them that I am right. I just kind of argue my point as a perspective, you know, because there's, again, there's nothing that anyone can do to convince me otherwise. So this person was arguing with me that Christianity and God and Jesus and all that is a lie and it's just a religion made by white men and that I was wasting my time following that BS, okay? And they also said that about almost every other religion as well. Like, almost every single one, literally. And like I said, because I'm not here to argue and I'm here to share my experience, here's what I have to say to that. If I am wrong and being Christian and serving God means nothing for when I die, then fine. But I lived my life with a purpose. I had great morals. I was kind. I lived a life of love and hope. And I'll never regret that. I will never regret following those teachings. And I was not judgmental about it. It was just what I believed and what I studied. And it gave me peace. Fine. If I die and there's no place to go, then that's it. There's there's no place to go. But I still lived the life that I got to live the way that I wanted to live it. But say that I'm right, right? And I'm right in my beliefs and there really is a heaven and a hell. And because I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and served God, I get to go to heaven. I'm fine with that as well. I'd rather do it and practice it and practicing it according to my relationship with God and getting to go to heaven as opposed to not and discrediting everything that I've ever learned and turning to the other side and worshiping the world and everything that's in it. And idolizing people and following people and just, you know, everything that I don't personally feel like is is the way that I want to think or go about life. And then I go to hell, I'm gonna be real upset with myself. So again, if living my life like this is a problem for anyone, then that's their problem. And they should take it up with themselves. But as far as me and my beliefs and my God, we good over here. I'm straight. And so, yeah, that's (laughs) that's that on that. That is the end of my experience. And I mean, there's a lot of things that happened in between and all around. But that's like the shortened version just to answer your questions. Was it fear? 
Was it the pressure from family and my loved ones? Or was it my personal choice to follow the word due to personal experiences? And so I gave you all of that. Let's go into prayer. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up this morning and giving us a new day to rejoice and be glad in. I pray for your protection, your peace, your love, your favor, your kindness, your mercy, and the overall blessings that you have in store for each and every person listening. Those who do not believe in you and want to grow a relationship closer to you, dear God, I pray that you show them who you are and you show them the ways to get closer to you and that they accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And Lord, those who are listening and have no desire to even get to know you, I pray that my word is able to touch them in some way and that they're able to take from this. I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise and Thank you for giving me a voice to speak and wisdom to understand and share your word with everyone who tunes in. Give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In your son's name we pray. Amen. This is episode 11 of Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on, send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That is letters t-o-j-e-l-i-s-s-a at gmail.com and i'll respond on my podcast thank you for listening i'm out